The Science of on The Money Show. The Science of is brought to you by Telcom Business. Convergence, one solution, one service provider. Welcome to The Money Show. I was driving around the Santon CBD and you just look at how many buildings are being torn down. They're being torn down to be replaced by bigger, better, we hope, buildings that are more useful in the 21st century. Anecdotally, the old PwC, then Alexander Forbes building, has been flattened to make way on Ravonia Road for a new head office for Weber Wenzel for a headquarters there. The Standard Bank building in Santon is in the process of being demolished, and it got me thinking, what is the working life of a building in South Africa? Warren Schultz is the chief executive of Eris. It's a property investment company right next door to us here in Ravonia. What is the lifespan of a, of a commercial building, Warren? Bruce, the lifespan is really influenced by um, the best economic outcome for an owner or a developer. And that can change depending on market factors. Um, so unlike, say, residential property where, where people can afford not to develop it for, for best economic use, that's personal utility, but uh, investment capital for commercial property is competitive uh, commercial properties are usually owned by pension funds, institutions or listed funds, and they have to compete for investors. So there's a very strong orientation towards the best economic use at any time for a, a, a commercial property. And I can, I can give you an idea um, a, 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 about some of the factors that would drive those decisions. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all ears. I'm <laughs> captivated. Okay. Um, if, you, if you think about it logically, there's an, a number of things which could drive a demolition or reconstruction of a commercial property. Uh, and without taking into account market factors, which we can maybe get to later, the most common would be um, the ability of a property owner to densify the property usage. Uh, in simple terms, that's a rezoning. Um, and if I try and explain that uh, simply, if you buy a piece of land and at a given time you can construct 100 square meters of commercial space on the property um, and you do so, if at a later stage you, you're given rights to construct 400 meters of okay. property on the same land, then it would often make sense to redevelop or demolish. Because the rules and regulations change all the time. But uh, some buildings are simply just rotten. Um, and yeah. I, I remember the the, uh, the the building on the corner of Vernia and Catherine, of course, the one I was referring to earlier, which is the old Alexander Forbes building. And before that, it was a PwC building. I just think yeah. it was a clunky and clumsy building. It was built for a different purpose 20, 25 years ago and was just no longer suitable for our requirements. That, that's correct. Um, but one of the things which uh, renders property owners or developers um, more able to produce new property, in other words, uh, what, what we call greenfields developments as opposed to brownfields developments, is uh, our relative lack of scarcity of land in South Africa um, and, and also the price of our land. But Santon is a different kettle of fish altogether, Correct. because um, it, it's a small it's a small CBD, relatively yep. speaking. Yep. Um, it is increasingly dense. Um, the property developers I talked to are talking about another fifteen to twenty thousand people coming into Santon to work in this area in the next five to seven years, um, which means cars, which means incoming, outgoing. We need sewerage, incoming. We need water. Um, all sorts of challenges that we require um, to develop these buildings.
buildings. The landlords, the guys who own the properties, um, like the Santa Bank case, I think Santa Bank didn't own that site but rather leased it. Yeah. Um, the landlord there seen an opportunity, bash down the old branch and put up something that'll that'll lease out for at a far higher rate. Yeah, ex- that, exactly. And um, in the in the, in recent years. Market circumstances have allowed property owners and developers to do just that. Um, And, for example, if you look at um, returns on property in the listed sector, in the last five years, they've come down from about nine and a quarter percent as a a running yield on a property um, to some cases like Growth Point, uh, which would be the market benchmark of below six. In other words, people can afford to pay um, a, a lot higher prices for property on a per, per square meter basis. And that's made um, viabilities on redevelopments um, uh, more workable. So it's, that's probably the main driver. But it also has been what I referred to earlier, the densification. So the municipalities have, have targeted Santon for one and many other uh, urban nodes for densification for a number of reasons, a social catch-up, etc. And they've been granting property owners um, h- higher or, or different rights. And that's another, another factor which renders the viabilities workable. Uh, I want to talk to Mel Erdang. Mel Erdang is a director at Liberty Properties. Amongst many other properties that you own, Mel, is Liberty Properties, it's Santon City, the sprawling Santon City complex to which you've added in recent years considerable amount of space. You're also, I see, um, gutting the Santon office block, the big tall office block, the original pinnacle of Santon that uh, was erected there 40 years ago. Good evening, Bruce, and thanks very much. Yes, the owners of Santon City being the Liberty Group and Pareto, um, took a view similar to what you've been talking about in terms of the age of buildings. I think what's important is in South Africa, we don't have too many historical or vintage buildings. We have many buildings which are mature. A vintage building, may, one may look after and keep in its original format. But I think what's important for us to note is that in the last 30 years, since those buildings were erected, 30 or 40 years respectively, What's occurred is there have been huge changes technologically, IT-wise, etc. And therefore, the needs within buildings are such Mm. that upgrades, refurbishments are required. And I think another very important part, if you don't mind me mentioning, is the fact that companies, their profiling and their retention of talent within those organizations requires them to house themselves in environments which actually speak to all of those elements. Based on that, Santon City has taken uh, a view, or the owners of Santon City, through Liberty Properties to redevelop what were known as the Twin Towers. Is it it true that you were considered knocking them down and doing something else? Um, Was that on the cards at all? No, no. There certainly wasn't any consideration of a conversion of those rights to anything different. As you know, we, took, we, we undertook a huge redevelopment and extension of the commercial, uh, sorry, of the retail side of Santon City. And as part of a wonderful mixed-use development, it was only then incumbent on us to ensure that a great address has commensurate accommodation on an office site. Hence, the upgrade and refurbishment of the Twin Towers as well as the, as the main office tower. The Twin Towers, which are now going to be called the Atrium on Fifth, will be completed in the middle of 2014, take on a slightly different guise in that they were not occupied to the extent of the office tower. And hence, 
we could do a full gutting of those, bring them up to a green standard, as well as introduce a differentiation to the floor plates by way of an, by way of an extension as well as a glassing. What's it, what's it costing, Mel? What's it costing? Yes. The, the twin towers are, are costing close to 500 million rand, and, uh, and the office tower is a, a 200 million rand um, cladding. And are you sticking to budget? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I think I think you know our principles well enough. What hap- what happens to rentals per square meter? Let's say, for example, I'd been a tenant in the office tower um, in 2010. What would I have paid per square meter on a nice floor, and what would that square meter cost me now with the refurbishment done? I I, I think e- even though there is an increase, it's not it's not exceptionally incremental, and the reason for that is it's a retention of value. So the reality is, as the other buildings have been going up around uh, around uh, Santon per se, the idea is to make sure that patrons of ours are getting full value for what just they were the paying. numbers, Mel. Just the numbers. Come with, on, with, just the numbers. With, with pleasure, and that that number is around about 190 rand, what's called gross, a square meter, which will be a 2014 number. In, 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 in the top suites that we have available. Okay, so 190 rand per square meter 2014. What would it have been roughly in 2010? Was that 100 bucks a square meter? Or was it uh, less? I, I, I think you've more or less got it correct. At that, at that stage, it was running at about 120 rand, 130. Okay, so it's more than a 50% increase. I mean, you're getting your money back uh, as well, a result of the, the refund. It, it is, but sorry, I think you did quite a different timing period. So if you ask what the premium is to an expiring rental, let me rather put it that way. The premium on getting the new building is probably going to be around about 15% on the expiring rental. There we go, Mel Erdang. Thanks very much, Director of Liberty Properties, giving us a sense of what they're doing at Santon City. Back with Warren Schultz from uh, the Eris Property Group in just a moment. The Science of... On the Money Show. What makes buildings work? I mean, here you've got 700 million rand being spent on the office tower and the twin towers at Santon City, for example. How long does it take to get that money back? Warren Schultz is the chief executive of the Eris Property Group. These are big numbers. This is taking a serious long-term view in property terms, Warren, um, as to get a return on, on the investment that you make. Yeah, that's that's right, Bruce, and it's a fairly systematic and uh, scientific analysis that goes into these decisions. So the decision on whether you can afford to knock a building down or refurbish it depends on a number of factors. And what you generally look at is the rental income that you're going to get from the finished product, and that's fairly easy to ascertain because you can get market, uh, market indications, and sometimes you'll only do it once you've got a tenant. Um, capital cost, and, and that's also fairly easy to determine. You use professional quantity surveyors. Land value, and that's normally the X factor in, in, a, in, a, in a redevelopment or a, a refurbishment um, analysis. The cost of debt, because most commercial property investments are geared, but I'm going to leave that aside for the moment. Yeah, sure. Um, so if you look at your net rental income over your total capital costs, that's that you, you get what's referred to as a yield. And the analysis is quite simple. You, you look at the prospective redevelopment or, or complete or, or refurbishment. You look at an estimation of the yield and you relate that to what the market yield is. And a simple example, if you're going to spend 100 million rand and your net rental is 10 million, you're achieving a 10% yeah. yield. 
And if you look at what you can sell a building on for or value a building, and if, by example, in today's terms, a building might be valued at an 8% yield. We, 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 we're getting a little bit lo- – I'm getting lost in the numbers. Okay. My producer keeps track of these numbers right. uh, better than I. But the point okay. is you want to get the highest possible return on that investment every yep. single year in order to make sure within 10 years, eight, 10 to 12 years possibly – the, the building, the refurb that you did is paid for. That's right, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's and, that's and what you're aiming at. That's correct. Um, and then is that where – and what is the property sort of recycle rate then? When do we sort of see properties being refurbished and renovated and reworked um, in that cycle? Okay, okay. There, again, it would be dependent on extraneous market factors um, which combine to influence it. So it wouldn't necessarily be – um, that that property is 10 years, um, it's been occupied for 10 years or 10 years old or 20 years old, it would really depend on the combination of factors that are referred to, tenant, lease expiries, and you put all of that in a, in a pot and then you'd say, yes, it warrants refurbishment or yes, it warrants redevelopment or we should just carry on as we are. And, and demand for, for this sort of property, for especially office property in a place like Santon, which is increasingly congested? Yeah. At the moment, our national vacancies are about 11%. I think Santon… It's on, high by historical standards. It's, on, it's, it's rising. Yeah. It's trending upwards. And it also, again, it, um, it is influenced by what we can do with property in South Africa. And as, as I said, Santon is um, one of the more captive nodes but if you think about it, each province has really had its urban sprawl. So KZN is, is in Slonga Ridge, Cape Town, Century City. We've moved out from the CBD Santon and now now going further north. Whereas some of the, the, the more evolved markets which have physical constraints and property scarcity, um, p- probably by way of, of Hong Kong, those have always got um, constraints. And if you look at historical vacancies, they would be more like the 3 4%, yeah. London 5%, Paris 6%, we're 11%. In America, where you can sprawl as well, those are also the 10s and 11s. So okay. Yeah. Uh, and also, when one looks at the, the Joburg CBD, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in nodes within the Joburg CBD. Yeah. There's a lot of conversion of old commercial property into residential property. Right. And there's some offices in there. I mean, some people are moving businesses into places like Bramfontein. And, and there is a burgeoning market there. But you don't seem convinced that there's a, a long-term story there. It's all about Santa. Yeah, I would say that we've, we've left that. And again, it's, it's quite sad because like Mel was referring to earlier, where there, there's vintage buildings, it makes for spectacularly pretty cities which are, which are well-preserved. And often those ones with physical constraints or the, where the guys have had to recycle their buildings, it's been done properly. Um, and, and, that, and that makes for wonderful cities. I mean, our, our prettiest city is probably begrudgingly Cape Town, and, and it's a <laughs> combination of it has wonderful natural, natural beauty. But in addition, it's got some old historical buildings which are more meaningful. Now, here, as I said, we've had the benefit of being able to, to sprawl more than other guys, so our percentage of redevelopment would have been lower than some of the development markets. The benefit we've had is our, 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 our cities are functional. They're probably more easily accessible. And things, would you rather redevelop a beautiful building that wasn't that functional or build a great big new skyscraper that you could lease at uh, 200 rand a square meter <laughs> and, and pack them in and pack them high? I mean, as a property owner, yeah. that's what you aim for. It's not got much soul to it, but the returns are fantastic. That's our game, unfortunately. Yeah. So, it, uh, But generations aren't going to thank us for it, mm. but that's what, we, that's what we can do in this country. Uh, speaking of which, the last time I saw you, we were talking about you tearing down the eyesore that is the Village Walk shopping centre. It was meant to happen in June last year. It's still standing. Uh, 
Yeah, it's the, the 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 physical demolition did commence about three weeks ago. Although you wouldn't say so, uh, you may recall I spoke about. It's hard to thing. tell with the village walk. It looks like it's been falling. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's, uh, it's happening in earnest, and, and we, we actually had a little uh, run-in with a, st- a sitting tenant, um, and uh, we had to start demolishing uh, where, where it wasn't affecting him. But uh, from what I understand, the, we've come to an agreement with him now, so mm-hmm. the, the cranes probably pitched up there on Monday to start in earnest. Okay, so there's lots of stuff happening in the Santon CBD. Yeah. You're looking to build office space there, mixed-use restaurants, some offices, that sort of stuff on the site of the uh, of the Village Walk as we know it now. Um, Santon is seeing lots of development, lots of corporate head offices are coming in here, but there's been this the sprawl of shopping centres built into the suburbs and into the Khramadulas all over the place. Yeah. Sense is that that's gone too far for the time being anyway? Um, I think... Uh, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. In 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 the yes, on the yes side of the equation, um, there are people in those areas that have needed those things, and that'll carry on. And it's it's uh, retailers need to get into those places to service those people, and that'll that'll carry on. On the no side of the equation, there's a number of factors that are changing the property market. Um, in, construction cost pressure is imminent. The local content, labour con- labour costs are rising. The, the imported uh, elements of construction costs so there's a, a train smash coming there interest rates are going to rise uh, it makes property investment viabilities a lot less attractive um, and and rentals are not rising and we've got su- suppressed e- economic prospects here so corporates are not going to be able to pay rentals neither are retailers so uh, my, my, it's a daunting prospect for property developers, including ourselves, in the next couple of years. The science of the building, Warren Schultz, the chief executive of the Eris Property Group, explaining how it works.